from R.D. Smothers Wealth Management, this is The Retirement. When you retire, if you want an exciting life, you need a boring investment strategy. Matters. Listen, I'm not telling you you've got to work with an independent financial advisor, but if you don't, you will pay for it. Podcast. Hey, this is your host, Dale Smothers, and you're listening to the Retirement Matters Podcast. My hope is that you will find the information you need in every single show on how to do one of the three things, either saving more money more efficiently, planning better for your future where you can live in retirement worry-free, or my favorite, how you can live a happy and fulfilled life in this life you have been given. We know that your time is valuable and we appreciate you spending it listening to this episode of the Retirement Matters Podcast. On this episode of the Retirement Matters Podcast, we bring to you a recent episode of the Retirement Matters Show, a radio show that we do each and every week where we talk about Social Security changes and how they will impact you. Social Security is inevitably going to change in some capacity, but it is likely that those changes will take place for those who are over the age of 50 and not for those who are near Social Security retirement age. Social Security changes typically are considered a third rail when it comes to politicians changing anything about the system. But it is necessary for us, if we are going to maintain any relevance of the Social Security system, to help bridge the gap between what we're currently spending and what we need to be spending somehow by changing something about the system. Good morning to you. I hope you're doing well and you're ready to start discussing all things Retirement Matters. Today's show is going to be full of something that truly does matter in retirement, and that is Social Security. We're going to be talking about some ins and outs of Social Security and really addressing some of the things that are recently popping up in the news, especially with some of our presidential candidates that are running. I'm going to play a clip of a potential presidential candidate uh, who is putting in his bid for president, going to be running on the Republican ticket. And I just want to bring you some information that he is putting out there. And to be honest with you, it's almost mainstream thinking in terms of how we will try to fix Social Security when someone becomes bold enough to actually take it on. In 2015, there were some reforms to Social Security that have changed the way that you can take Social Security. At RD Smothers Wealth Management, we help a client with the ins and outs of Social Security. It's one of the biggest things we do. And as you can imagine, it's how we help shape a lot of people's retirement income. And sometimes even surprise them with the amount of income they can take in retirement due to the maximization of Social Security. We optimize that for you in our income strategy. It's a part of what we do. It's not all of what we do, but it is a big part of what we do in helping you retire well, is making sure that you take full advantage of the system that you've paid into for so many years called Social Security, making sure that you're taking that at the most optimal time, that you understand what your break-even point is, how long you have to live if you take it too early, or how long you have to live if you take it too late to actually break even. And there are a host of different variables that go into the decision on when you should take Social Security. So one of the things that we do as a firm is we will hold classes one week out of the month, every month, we hold Social Security classes where we help educate the general population on how they should and when they should take Social Security. After attending that class, we hope that you are a Social Security ninja, and we hope that you have the skills that you need to be able to defend yourself in this world of Social Security. 
but also offering you the assistance that you need along the way. We educate you on some terminology that you need to be aware of, some ways that you calculate Social Security, some things that you need to be aware of as you take Social Security too early or if you wait too late. We also will shine some light on some areas that are a little bit gray and maybe even misconceptions. If that is something you are interested in, if you'd like to do those classes, again, we do that once a month, uh, one week out of the month. We do it two days in that week. And I'm not 100% sure when our March class is coming up. It may already be full by now. But if you would like to get in on one of those classes, I do know that March is in Bowling Green. Uh, We have them in Bowling Green, Glasgow, and occasionally in Columbia or Campbellsville. If you would like to be in on one of those classes, give our team a call, 270-600-PLAN. We can teach you everything you need to know about your individual Social Security picture. One of the things that most people do know that is true is that Social Security is nearing its breaking point in terms of solvency. There will come a time, if we continue on the same path that we're on now, there will come a time that Social Security no longer is able to fulfill its obligation to the general public. And when that happens, we could potentially see catastrophic changes in Social Security. So one of the things that we're going to talk about today is how and when Social Security will change. Should you be planning for that change? And ultimately, what does that do to your retirement income picture along the way? That's what we're going to be discussing. And to do that, we're going to introduce that with a clip of former Vice President Mike Pence talking about some of the ideas that he has for changing Social Security. Again, anytime a politician touches Social Security, it's as if they're touching the third rail. It's almost a sure death wish, especially if people take their words and twist them in a way in which it's not meant to be taken. And to that point, what actually got me into the mood of doing this show this morning was waking up to an email that said, Vice President Mike Pence wants to take away your Social Security. That's not exactly what he said. It's actually nowhere near what he said, but it is something that creates clickbait. And so we get a lot of that in the news media. We get a lot of news organizations that are just publishing bad news because they feel like, and according to statistics, they see that it sells newspapers or that it sells clicks or that it sells eyes on their television screen. It's a sad situation that we find ourselves in as a society. And if we consume enough bad news, there's a good chance that our entire outlook on life will be affected. That's why every week on this show, we bring to you our Pause for Positivity section, where we try to discuss with you ideas, maybe even news articles that we found, things that you can begin to think about in your life that will change your outlook on life and make you look a little more positively on your situations. Today, what I want to talk to you about is this theory, this idea or a mindset of gap versus gain. Now, Gap versus Gain is the title of a book that I recommend you at least look up and read or listen to sometime in your life. If you are considering yourself chasing success or if you are looking for the proverbial success, if you are currently on a journey to find success, I want you to think about how you measure success. We oftentimes have a tendency to chase success and not really know exactly what that means. Or we are chasing something that continues to move. 
Very similar to a story I used uh, probably three or four weeks ago in a radio show where my son and I, we were chasing a gentleman as we were running. Back then, I would push him in a stroller. We were running at this point in time. He was in the stroller. Uh, I was out getting my exercise and having a good time with my boy. My son looks up and says, hey, daddy, let's pass him. And he points to a random guy on the sidewalk. Well, that guy is running a totally different race than I am. He's running a totally different path. He doesn't even realize he's in a race. He's just out for a casual jog. So we make turns that weren't our own. It wasn't our decision to chase this gentleman. Has no idea that we are racing him. The only one who knows is us. Now, once we pass him, we realize that we are in a position, in a place, in the community, in the town, where at this point, we have to just run back home. We are due back home. We have missed a lot of the things that we had set out to do on that run. Typically on those runs, we would run past the park, we would get out, we would play a little bit of time there spent doing the monkey bars and a couple slides. He would jump back in the stroller and we would then run home. But unfortunately, because we chased this gentleman and ran a race that wasn't our own, again, quoting the proverbial success path, we were running against something that wasn't our own dream, but instead someone else's dream, trying to chase something that wasn't even necessarily a race to begin with. Because we were doing this, we had found that we had missed out on the things we had originally set out to accomplish. If we're not careful, we will do that in our own life. We will chase things that we never should have started chasing in the beginning. But even if you know exactly where you're trying to get and you stay on course the entire time and you begin to walk towards your destination, your true journey towards success is your own. You find that you will sometimes move what you define as success a little bit farther down the road. It's kind of like walking to the horizon. You will never get there. You will never reach the horizon. It looks as if it's right in sight. It's right there in front of you. You know you can get to it. It's it's just a few miles down the road. But once you've walked a few miles down the road, guess where the horizon is now? It's a few miles down the road. The closer you get to it, the farther it gets away from you. This is the idea that's introduced to us in the gap versus gain theory. Rather than measuring your success based off of how far away you are from what you define as success, again, the horizon, rather than measuring your success on the gap between you and your definition of success, turn around and look at the gain. Turn around and look at how far you have come. If you're measuring success based off of how far you have come, you have the ability to then be proud, to then be happy, to then live in a position of, wow, we've really done a lot in our lifetime. If you're consistently chasing the proverbial success horizon, you will not make it. I'm confident of it. Now, I'm talking to you. Not only as someone who is lecturing you, but as someone who is also absorbing this lesson in my own life. We're building a very successful business here. We have organically built out to now two offices with a very successful team that backs up our entire client book of business. We love our clients. Our entire team absorbs this business as their own. Our entire team has a passion to achieve more and more success for our clients. 
We want to help more people this year than we helped last year. Our goals are clear, but so often I, as the business leader, as the visionary, tend to find myself looking towards the horizon rather than stopping and taking inventory of how far I've come. It's a hard thing to do, especially for people who are driven, maybe even entrepreneurs out there. If you currently are trying to chase a success, I want you to take a pause this week. Turn around and look at how far you have come from where you started. If you do that, I think you're going to have the ability to be proud of yourself. And you should. Being proud of yourself is not a bad thing. Giving yourself a pat on the back every once in a while is not a bad thing. If you're constantly chasing the horizon, do not fear turning around to look at how far you've come in, in fear that, you know, well, if I do this, I'll become complacent. That's not in your nature. Becoming complacent is not who you are. That's why we have to stop and purposely look behind us. Look at how far we have traveled. If you do that, you will find that not only have you come a long way, you have touched a lot of people along the way. And what's more is that I would venture to guess that whoever is walking alongside of you in this journey of life, be that your spouse, your children, your grandchildren, maybe even your parents, they have seen how far you've come. They've seen how hard you've worked and they are proud of you. But we sometimes as entrepreneurs, as successful individuals, fail to turn around and see for ourselves just where we used to be compared to where we are now. Our eyes are fixed on the horizon, and if we're not careful, we will miss the entire journey getting there. That's my pause for positivity. We're going to go to a quick break, and as soon as we come back from the break, we are going to dive into this interview with former Vice President Mike Pence and the Fox News anchors that were asking him the questions. It's a good piece of information for you to know, and from there, we will talk a lot about Social Security and how you need to apply it to your own situation. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Retirement Matters Show with Dale Smothers. Dale is the founder and president of R.D. Smothers Wealth Management, serving the residents of Kentucky and Tennessee. We specialize in building retirement plans that allow you to walk away from the worry of running out of money. We are happy that you're listening in and hope you find value in this week's episode. If you'd like to listen to past episodes and find exclusive content and full-length interviews, search for the Retirement Matters Podcast on the podcast platform of your choice or visit us online at rdswealth.com. While you're there, be sure to sign up for our free weekly newsletter. That website again is rdswealth.com. Unfortunately, for many retirees, they're simply trading in the stress of work for the stress and worry about their financial future. At R.D. Smothers Wealth Management, our goal is to help build you a retirement plan that provides a smooth transition away from the time clock and into the time of your life. So even if you're still waiting on work retirement, we want to help you retire now from the worry of retirement funding. If you'd like to chat with a member of our team, you can do so absolutely free by calling 270-600-PLAN. That's 270-600-PLAN. Visit us online at rdswealth.com and be sure to sign up for our free weekly newsletter. All right. Welcome back to the show. 
Let's jump right into this interview discussing Social Security. That's what we're all about. If you're just tuning in, we were talking to you about the idea of Social Security and how it plays such a big part of your retirement journey. I want to tell you real quick, if you're working with an advisor that is not up to speed on Social Security, we had a gentleman walk into our office right after one of our classes And he told me, he said, you know, my financial advisor I'm working with said that he doesn't really know Social Security that well. That's why I came to this class. If that is your financial advisor, you're working with a growth advisor. And I hope to have some time to talk about that in just a few minutes after this clip, after we unwind a little bit of what is being said in this clip between Vice President Mike Pence and a Fox News anchor. But I do want you to realize that if you're using a growth advisor, if you're using an advisor that's built to really just grow your assets and not able to build a true retirement income plan for you, you're using the wrong advisor. All financial advisors are not created equal. I can assure you of that. Some specialize in the growth method. Some specialize in the income method. And some are just general practitioners, at which point you may want to seek a specialist for either of those two areas. We are here to help you be your income advisor. If you're close to retirement, Social Security is a major part of what you need to be looking at. And according to the Social Security website, it's as much as 40% of your retirement income coming to you from Social Security. So maximizing that is extremely important. So what about if there are changes to Social Security, Dale? We get that all the time. I get that in the class. My teammates will, will hear that from time to time. You know, Social Security might not be there by the time I'm there. By the time I'm able to take Social Security, it's probably not going to be in existence. I had a gentleman who was 50 years old who told me that his father said there's a chance Social Security won't be there by the time he gets to Social Security retirement age. It's been an ongoing thing from the beginning. Miss Ida Mae Fuller was the one that exposed the weakness of the Social Security system. Back in 1934, President FDR stands up in front of Congress and he says, I want to enact a poor person's, a survivor's, and a disabled benefit. I want to take care of these individuals who are survivors, they're poor, or they are disabled. After rolling it around for about a year in 1935, Congress passes a law that now essentially has set up what we know as the Social Security Administration. The idea was for everyone to be taxed and for the old people that made it way past their life expectancy. The life expectancy at the time was 63. To get Social Security back then, you had to be 65. So you had to have lived two years past your life expectancy or you had to be disabled or you had to be a survivor, a widow or a widower. And if that was the case, you were able to take benefit. Miss Ida Mae Fuller, at the age of 65, starts her first claim. She's the first recipient of Social Security retirement. From 1937, when the taxes were first instituted, to 1940, when she takes her first paycheck, she's paid in right at $24.75 of tax. She takes her first paycheck in 1940, for just over $22. Now, she is well over her age limit that she should have lived, so it's not a big deal that she's taken as much as she's paid in taxes because she's going to die soon, right? Miss Ida Mae Fuller lives to age 100 and takes a little over $22,888 in the system. She paid in less than $25 in taxes and took almost $23,000 in benefit. From that point on, it's gone downhill. There's never been a better return than Miss Ida Mae Fuller. 
that item A fuller return was not what was expected in the Social Security Administration when they designed this benefit plan. But since then, the age of death, the life expectancy for Americans, has risen substantially. And the age to take Social Security has only risen marginally. For that reason, and a lot of other different reasons that were available at the time that Social Security was enacted, Social Security is in trouble. And that sets up our conversation that we are going to jump into. I'm going to play a two-minute clip of Vice President Mike Pence talking to a Fox News anchor, and they first start talking about this debt limit that we are facing, which has ultimately become a bargaining chip when we see a split Congress. A lot of times what happens is one party will say, we will not vote to raise the debt ceiling if you do not allow us to change X, Y, or Z about our current situation. And while that may or may not be a good thing, I'm not here to debate that. I'm here to tell you that because of those situations, we have a lot of uncertainty in even paying our debt. The Fox News anchor starts with that question, and then it morphs into how not only should we pay our debt, we should stop spending as much as a country. And again, this is not to uh, endorse any candidate for president. It's just playing something. I want to keep you up to speed on what's going on in Washington and how it will impact your Social Security. So let's jump right into this two-minute clip of a much longer interview between Fox News and former Vice President Mike Pence. They're saying the U.S. Treasury could run out of money to pay our government bills. That's including Social Security, military paychecks. By this summer, no official date has been given. Janet Yellen has warned it would be catastrophic if this happens. Should we raise the debt limit? What do you want to see happen with this? Well, look, uh, the Constitution is becoming a theme here. Look, the Constitution requires that we we uh, maintain the full faith and credit of the United States. And, um, you know, I, I commend Speaker McCarthy. Uh, for the way that he's engaged, President Biden had said, "Look, we have to have we have to have budget cuts. We have to have reforms that are associated with." And uh, uh, but it's enormously important that we that we pay the nation's bills, and I'm confident that they will do that. Um, all that being said, uh, Senator, I, I will tell you that um, um, to have a national debt. The size of our nation's economy is unsustainable. The last time this happened was after World War II. And the only way we got over it was through sound economic policies and a, and a post-war booming economy. Now we literally have a paralysis in Washington, D.C. that says we're never even going to talk about reforming 70% of the federal budget. That's what entitlement, Social Security, Medicare, Medicaid are all in that cash. And, and we, we simply are not going to restore the fiscal health of this nation by simply nibbling at the edges of the federal budget. I, I submit to you that uh, we have to have a conversation about reforming entitlements in the days ahead. I think we can replace the New Deal programs with a better deal. I think in Social Security, you can keep all the promises that you made to seniors, You can uh, people that will retire within the next 20 years, no changes, but to give options to younger Americans to invest a portion of their Social Security in a private savings account and get a better deal, uh, I think is an idea whose time will come. Do you think and there's also- an appetite for that? Now, did you hear at the very end, she says, do you think there's an appetite for that? And he goes on to say, it's all about leadership. It really doesn't matter. We have to have an adult in the room to say, we are on an unsustainable path forward. Somebody has to write this ship. 
But one of the things that I want to point out about even what he said was that if you're 20 years or closer to retirement, you should see no changes in Social Security. Now, if we can make that work actuarially, if, if the math works out to where we can see no change for Social Security recipients that are, let's say, 67, so now 47 or older, if you're 47 or older, you would have no changes to your current Social Security. The more common idea would be that if you're over the age of 50, you see no changes in Social Security. So when they enact this change, if you're over the age of 50, you should see no changes. And I'm right there with them on that. Somebody has to fix this. And I believe that it should be my generation's obligation to take care of the generation that was before us and for us to have the time that we need to be able to plan accordingly. One idea is to move the full retirement age from 67 to now 68 or 69. That's one piece of the puzzle that could help change things. But you've got to make a change for people who are able to have the time to plan accordingly. It cannot be for those who have already worked all of this time and paid into the system, and now they're four or five years from retirement. That is a common thread across all of Washington. Now, whether or not someone will actually try to fix things in Washington is yet to be seen. But on your Social Security statement, you can read that by the year of 2033, we will be spending more than we are taking in in taxes. And according to your statement, about 77 cents of every dollar will be paid. At the beginning of that interview, you hear something about running out of money by summer. That's if the debt, that's if the debt ceiling is not raised. Now, Pence quickly dismisses that and says, it's our constitutional obligation to raise the debt ceiling, and we must pay debts that we have already incurred. But then he goes on to say, we've got to stop spending as much. And I'm definitely in that camp. We can't continue to spend the way that we're spending and not expect to see taxes raise. But I do expect taxes to do one of two things. And for the next two or three minutes, I want to talk to you about how that will impact your Social Security. If taxes are raised, it could theoretically mean that you bring home a whole lot less in Social Security, even if they fix the Social Security system to pay a dollar for every dollar they owe you. Now, I can hear you say, Dale, I don't understand what you're saying. So I want to talk to you about something called provisional income. This is a big part of Social Security because at the end of the day, it's not about how much money you make. It's about how much money you bring home, how much money you keep. And so when we talk about provisional income with retirees, we begin to think about what provisional income is. And so here's a quick definition of the term provisional income when it comes to how your Social Security will be taxed. Provisional income is all income you bring into the household plus half of whatever you bring in for Social Security. If you make over $44,000 in provisional income, up to 85% of your Social Security is taxed. But there is a way to lower your provisional income and theoretically to take no income tax out of your Social Security. There's a book I want you to read called A Tax-Free Retirement by Patrick Kelly. We talk a lot about this in the class that we host every month about Social Security. How can we make Social Security less taxable? It's all about what accounts we fund for retirement and how we take money out of those accounts. Taking money out of your traditional 401k or IRA is not the way to take money in retirement if you're looking to lower your tax bill. But Dale, that's the only money I have. A proper plan can start to move some of that money to tax-free buckets, 
And if we pull money from the right sources, we can actually make our income zero, even though we're making as much as eighty to $100,000 a year in retirement. Now, if you'd love to know how to do that, we would welcome you to a class. 270-600-PLAN, call our team and get registered for March or April's class. We can show you exactly how to lower your tax bill to zero in retirement. But for the scope of this conversation, I'm going to move on because we have about two minutes to wrap up. And what I'm going to talk to you about in the next two minutes is just as important as anything we've talked about in the last 25. If you are working with a financial advisor and they are not building a true written retirement income plan for you, you're close to retirement, you need a second set of eyes. We would love to be that for you. But even if it's not us, go somewhere and get a second opinion. I want to give you an analogy that hopefully will make sense to you. When you're a child, you use a pediatric dentist. After a certain age, you would theoretically move to an adult dentist. But at some point in time, you may need a specialist known as an orthodontist. There are differences in dentists. There are differences in financial advisors. There are some financial advisors who are built to help you grow your assets. They pick stocks, bonds, and mutual funds. They charge you a commission. And at the end of the day, they are your stockbroker. Those stock brokers are not who you need to be working with in retirement. Picking the right stocks, bonds, and mutual funds is a very small piece of the overall puzzle. That piece of the puzzle is necessary, but it is a very small piece. We have to make sure that your Social Security and all of your savings are working together as if it were a well-choreographed dance routine. And if you're just picking individual stocks, bonds, and mutual funds and saying, I'll pull some here and I'll pull some there, and not really understanding exactly what is next in the moves that you're going to be making, then you're doing it wrong. You need a well-choreographed dance going on inside of your retirement plan. If you are not currently aware of how and when you will take Social Security, if you are close to retirement and you still are not sure, get in touch with us. 270-600-PLAN. We can assist you in this decision. We can tell you the best way possible, according to a lot of really unique software that we have access to. We can also show you how it works in conjunction with all of the money you have saved for retirement income. If you don't have income in retirement, you're not retired. You're just unemployed. All right, guys, that's the end of the show. We appreciate you tuning in each and every week. This week was about Social Security. There's a whole lot to learn. It's hard for me to do that in 30 minutes. We do host a class every month. That class is fairly simple to enroll into. We can show you how by calling the office 270-600-PLAN. That's 270-600-7526. We can teach you everything you need to know about Social Security and even take a deep dive into your specifics in your own unique Social Security claiming strategy. We will show you how to do that and more if you're interested in that class. Again, get in touch with our team at 270-600-PLAN. It's inevitable that change will come to Social Security. You've got to be working with an advisor that is up to speed on all of the changes and knows exactly how they will impact you and your family in your retirement income journey. We look forward to talking to you very soon. But until we do, always remember to save money, plan well, and live happy in retirement. God bless.
Investment advisory services made available through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management and Artie Smothers Wealth Management are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. Artie Smothers Wealth Management is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained here and provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Artie Smothers Wealth Management.